This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mm-mm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. I participate in McDonald's. Welcome everybody to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, it's another weekend quarantine, but I feel like judging by the questions we've gotten today, the topics we have, people are getting more creative and becoming more one with food. Definitely. And there's no better time to get fat than a quarantine. I swear to God, dude, I have eaten so horribly. I'm, and, you know, I think a lot of fat people uh, relate to this. Like, the reason a lot of us are fat is we find our comfort in food. While mm-hmm. some people find their comfort in cigarettes, some people find their comfort in drinking or working out. Guys like Rick and me, we find our comfort in food. And the problem with it, if you want to call it a problem, is you can see our vice. You can look at guys like me and Rick and see what our vice is, but I can't look at you and tell you smoke crack until you're really far, far into the habit, right? Like, wow, that guy's definitely on crack. Like, eventually we'll be able to tell very easily, but right away, it's not it's not immediately obvious. So that's how I cope, man. Whenever I'm happy, food, sad, food, depressed, food, celebrating, food. That's just how bored that's, that, food. Exactly. That's the big one right now. Yes. And that is my comfort. And when I'm feeling stressed or whatever, which happens a lot when you are facing a global pandemic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Food is the answer. Always. So to relate your food stories with us, follow us on Twitter at I'm fat pod. Remember, we have the Facebook page now. Facebook dot com slash I'm fat pod. Submit any ask a fat questions or really just your thoughts on the podcast. I'm fat pod at gmail.com. So what we got for you today, a lot of these pick threes out of nine have been making the rounds, you know, food related and not, but we picked three of the best food ones. We're going to do those, go over them, give our theory on the podcast. And then we have so many, not just so many ask a fact questions, but so many good ask a fact questions that we want to make sure we carve out enough time to get those in. Absolutely. And before we continue, uh, I I don't want to speak for Rick, but I know I could speak on his behalf here. The reception we've gotten over the last week from taking this from radio from radio.com with the with the blessing of everyone at Entercom, which is great. Thank you for that. They give us literally zero problem at all about taking the podcast 
from radio.com here to where we are now. The immediate following on Facebook, the social media boost, the tons of emails we've gotten, uh, it's really overwhelming. Sometimes it feels like you're sort of shouting into the ether, and you can look at these kind of obscure podcast numbers of like, okay, I guess, you know, some people are listening, but when we see actual physical, like people following back, choosing to follow back, choosing to interact, that -hmm. really makes us feel great. So we, I think on behalf of Rick and me, we want to extend a thank you for immediately, you know, first people that have been there all along. Thank you. But to the new people who are checking us out for the first time, welcome. And thank you. Cause I know there's a lot of options in the podcast world. So hopefully we make you laugh and have some fun and forget about crap for a little while. Seriously, that is, I mean, and we do that, we do this podcast to do that for ourselves as, as much as anything, seriously. By the way, a couple I, a couple things I, fu- I found funny today that I, I should say that I found out. So a group of us from college decided to make like a chat in the WhatsApp and we were talking about it today. And, you know, a couple of people asked, hey, you know, what am I up to like work-wise and all this kind of stuff? And I just mentioned, well, I've got the podcast for now, at least to help keep me sane. And two of the girls that I went to college with both said their husbands love the podcast. <laughs> That's great. And they and they found out about the podcast independent of their wives. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's that's the essence of it. That's what we're hoping for here. Well, while we're talking about it, Rick, why don't you uh, plug your other podcast that you just launched as well? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh I have the Basketball Camp podcast, which I have one episode so far. Uh, Listen to a lot of the audio from the Arturis Karnaschovas and Michael Reinsdorf conference call. So for now, a lot of what I've been doing, there's a couple episodes, like it's teasers that are on the House of L feed that are honestly probably a little out of date now. But if you still want to go back, go for it and give those a spin. Uh, What I want to do on it is mix in a lot of audio, a lot of analysis, discussion, I want to have on guests that are not only just going to, you know, be the people right in front of whatever situation it is, but I want to be able to have full discussions that really make you think not just bulls wise, because in theory, once, you know, things are somewhat back to normal, I want to do a two time a week podcast, one day bulls. So that'll be basketball camp bulls edition. And then just basketball camp where I'm looking at what's going on across the NBA because there's so much cool stuff going on in the NBA. Because, Jay, I didn't know if you knew there are 30 teams in the NBA. I did. The Seattle Supersonics, (laughs) the Vancouver Grizzlies, (laughs) uh, the the Washington Kansas City Royals, the Washington Bullets. (laughs) And those are all my favorites. And the Charlotte Hornets, which would have been funny five years ago but it's not funny now because they're back again right right look at me knowing stuff yes all right so let's get let's get rolling though <laughs> yes sir <laughs> first of these pick threes we want to get into fast food restaurants yeah so and the, the beauty part now about having a facebook page is we mm-hmm. will post these images in the comments so as you listen you can watch and know what the hell we're talking about Exactly. It makes it a lot easier than like if it's a Twitter thread and, you know, you got to open up the three or four different uh, the different tweets. But all right. So here are the nine fast food restaurants. Taco Bell. Popeye's. Chick-fil-A. Burger King. Subway. McDonald's. Arby's. Wendy's. Panda Express. What are your initial thoughts looking at this nine? Initial thoughts are two of these are out easy. Easy, no thought, no hesitation. Burger King, you're gone. Subway, you're gone. 
Okay. I, I mean, I like Burger King now and again, but I wouldn't miss it if it was gone. Like, if Burger King went out of business, I'd be like, meh, all right. Eh, Whoppers are good, but whatever. You know? Yeah. The rest of these, I would sincerely miss if they went away. So, from there, I think I still have a pretty easy time answering this. Uh, I'm keeping Taco Bell for sure, because okay. you never know when you want some, a varying uh, um, texture of sure. spicy meat, cheese, and lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> so you need that in your life. I'm keeping McDonald's because, I'm sorry, they're the goat. And for me, it was a toss-up between Wendy's and Arby's. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to go with Wendy's because there's more options for me on the menu. The Frosty is killer. And I just sort of like the way their burgers taste. And if we're living in a world without Burger King, I'm going to need a second burger option to McDonald's. So give me... Taco Bell, McDonald's, and Wendy's. Okay, for me, I agree that there were a couple. For me, there were three you could pretty much knock out right away. The two that you said, Burger King, Subway, and for me, Panda. Of course. So, yeah. So, I could knock all three of those out. Then the easy thing to do is choose between one of your chicken places. And for me, it's Popeye's over Chick-fil-A. Good pick. So, Popeye's is the first one that's absolutely in. I'm just not as big of a McDonald's guy. Maybe it's because like I didn't have one quite as close growing up. We had a Wendy's right down the street, and Wendy's is fantastic. So I'm going Wendy's as my burger-type joint. So then I'm sitting there with the philosophical choice of Taco Bell or Arby's. I like to picture you, by the way, looking at this picture in your room like, you know, like the stereotypical artist working on his masterpiece, like just balls of paper, like all over your room from like your, <laughs> you working on your final decision, just sweating. Yeah. You're all of a sudden you've taken up smoking to make this decision. I, I just picture you. Seriously. Don't talk to me, Colleen. I'm picking my food <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> so, okay. So here's my thought process because I'll be perfectly honest. I haven't made a hard decision as of yet. Okay. Taco Bell, you obviously get the different type of food. Like you said, you get your spicy meat, cheese, and lettuce in whatever form you like with Taco Bell. Yes. So for me, I'm getting the cheesy gordita crunch, which is huge. I'm getting chalupas. I'm getting the cinnamon twists, and I'm getting caramel apple empanadas. Those are a big deal. When I look at Popeye's, I'm obviously getting the chicken. I'm getting the chicken sandwich. I'm getting all their sides, which are fantastic true then with wendy's you obviously you mentioned all the variety on their menu i get my burger i get a chicken alternative i can get nuggets instead of just getting strips like i would at popeyes and spicy nuggets and spicy nuggets but then there's arby's where i could accent that with more sides with getting mozzarella sticks uh the sandwiches are very good there you know, the, if you really want beef, you can get the beef if you so choose. I, I'm a hot ham and cheese guy every time. Yeah, like they've added variety and I haven't had all the options yet, but I know from what you've said of the sandwiches that are available, they're actually trying to be pretty legit about it now. Oh, yeah. So it's basically, do I want some form of Mexican food or do I want probably the better quality of Arby's with a little more variety in terms of sides? Well, another reason I chose uh, Wendy's over Arby's, and I know you're making your Arby's decision too, mm-hmm. we live in the Chicagoland area. There is no shortage of places where we could pull up, find a beef sandwich, and a bunch of cheese sticks really, really dirt cheap. 
Yeah, and you, of course you can make the same argument that we live in Chicago and we have a ton of great taco places. I understand, but drive through Taco Bell. I'm not comparing to an authentic Mexican restaurant. They're not sure. the same thing. But a beef sandwich from Arby's, a roast beef sandwich, and a a beef from Pops or from uh, Al's or wherever, you're going to be better off. All right, that's it. You can you convinced me. Yes, one. And you know I love Arby's. Yes, of course. Yeah, but and, and the shakes too at Arby's. Shakes underrated from Arby's. I don't know what Jamocha is, but I love it. Yeah. So I, okay. So I'm going Taco Bell number one. Popeyes is number two, and Wendy's is number eight. All right. I like that. So shall it be written? So shall it be done? <laughs> it has been. <laughs> it is done. Okay. Now we have the pizza list, mm-hmm. and this was tweeted by Aaron Darling Toralva. I don't know who that is, but she has twenty thousand followers, including the great Len Casper, a mm. Mexican American comedian, actor, writer, hot pizza ass podcast. Okay, I like her. Yeah. That's it. She's my wife. Okay. um, Here are the varietals of pizza here. Rick, maybe help me through this. Now I have the, I have the names. I saw it tweeted by someone else with the actual names. Oh, perfect. Perfect. If you have it, that's better. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Okay. So the first one is Roma, which, which which looks like kind of a flatbread pizza. It's not, it's don't think of this as like a brick oven pizza. It's not. Okay. Number two is California. Keep it. Skip it. Speaking of, number three is St. Louis. Gone. Yeah, it's just Just flat. eliminate the it, top it lo- row. <laughs> it looks yeah. Seriously, it looks it looks like a cracker with some cheese laid on it and some toppings. Yeah, it looks it, and it looks like um like the shredded cheese you buy at the grocery store mm-hmm. for taco night. Nope. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Four is a New York slice. Solid. Five, Chicago tavern style which obviously we've sung the praises of on this podcast many a time. Correct. Six is the Napolitana, which looks more like your what people would say is stereotypically authentic. Right. Where it's just like the little blotches of mozzarella and the, what is that, a little bit of basil or something on it yeah. and, and a very like puffy crust. Yeah, it's probably what pizza is in Italy. I wouldn't know because I'm poor. I've never right. been there. Right. Dan Bernstein surprised. Number seven. <laughs> You've <did> never you- <laughs> What? You've never been? Terry, how did you grow up in such a small home? Oh, my God. When he said that. Oh, what a a penis. Anyway, number seven. Number seven is Detroit style pan pizza. Okay. Number eight is a Chicago deep dish. Yes. And number nine is something called New Haven, which, if I'm looking at it right, it looks like essentially like a white pizza. That is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is Alfredo on there instead of uh, tomato sauce. Uh, This, for me, also fairly simple. Um, You can get rid of your uh, New Haven. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give me tavern style. That's the goat. Yes. Um, I'm going, this might surprise you, Rick, but I'm a big fan of the of the wood fire, you know, traditional style tomato basil mozzarella pizza. So I'm give me that for a little bit of variety. Oh, okay. I know. I surprise myself sometimes. Now it's tough for me between the New York slice and the deep dish. I'm mm-hmm. going to choose deep dish because where I live, Chicago, there's way more options for deep dish than there is for a good New York slice. And I hate to say this, but the best New York slice in Chicago is Sabaro. 
So <laughs> yeah, right. So give me tavern style, uh, traditional, and deep dish. Those are my three. Uh, with New York, uh, a close fourth. Mm-hmm. It was tough decision. I feel like if I had authentic Detroit style pizza, I would really, really like it because I look at this same, and it's right up my alley. But I've only had Jets pizza, which somehow got worse every time I ate it. Um, so give me five, six, <laughs> their, and eight. Their bread is actually pretty good. Like their, I forget what they call their version of like crazy bread, but their version of it is pretty good. It's Detroit style, so it's murder bread. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't make that joke. People make that joke about Chicago. That's a bad joke by me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm taking that back. I apologize. I'm sorry for everything. You apologize to the city of Detroit and the people of Detroit. And, and truly the people of Chicago who are sick of hearing the jokes about their own hometown that aren't necessarily accurate either. So I'm sorry. I should not have made that joke. I'm fired. And yeah, I'm maybe not quite that far. All okay. Right. So for me, the my thought of it is you take the top row and then from where it ends, you just go straight down and eliminate it all. So... <laughs> So the four, so the four that I'm choosing between are the New York slice, the Chicago tavern style, the Detroit style, and the Chicago deep dish. Okay. Because, so there's a place that does a good pan, and it's not the, it's not directly Detroit style, but there's a a place called Pal Joey's out by me. There's one in West Chicago, and there's one in Batavia, and their pan is so good that I have such an appreciation for pan. That, that is a great name. What is it? Pell Joey's? Yeah. That is a phenomenal name. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's like a it's a pizza staple in the western burbs. Like when uh there were a few times where her when Herb wasn't coming out to the western burbs as much cuz he grew up in Wheaton, whenever he would come out here, he would hit me up and we would make sure to go to Pell Joey's. Yeah. So that's that's like a staple out in the western burbs. Dude, so I'm I'm in on name alone. Yes. And they have such their food. Their food is really good. One thing that's odd. I don't know what the difference is. The local, the West Chicago location tastes slightly different. And I would say better than the Batavia location. So take that uppity Batavia. (laughs) Take that. Always known. Everyone knows Batavia, Illinois, the cockiest city in the nation. Oh, not not even (laughs) not even close. I would say even Geneva's cockier, but uh, Batavia, not great either. You and your windmills. See, I know stuff yeah. about Batavia. Yeah, exactly. There's stuff. See, we got to start making this podcast more for like the uh, the American audience and not just the Chicago folks. I know, I know, because we are <laughs> we're, we we're getting more of a global presence. Yes. So, or at least a, more of a regional, the national one. So, yeah, we got to start. We got to start doing that. So, okay. So, I'm between. I think though, I am still going to go with the New York slice, the Chicago Tavern, and. The Chicago deep dish. I know it's probably the most common three that are chosen from people that live in the Chicagoland area, but man, this, the tavern style is fantastic for my variety. It is the deep dish. Just give me lose or give me death. Yeah. Lose is great. By the way, the the frozen lose, if you do it right, they are just like the lose you get in the store. Really? Yeah. My mom gets them like, cause she lives right down the street from a lose. So mm-hmm. she'll just drive by and pick up like three of the little mini frozen ones to have for lunch or whatever. Nice. She's like, you open them up, take them out, wipe out the moisture from the foil pan, and then you put it back in and it's perfect. Like from the restaurant. Yeah. And, and I'm here for a greasy New York slice too. So give yeah. me every bit of that as well. 
So I'm leaving. I'm sorry, Detroit. I'm leaving your pizza out. I didn't insult your city, at least. So you can't get me for that. I apologized. <laughs> I know you did. All right. Now we got to get to my favorite of these oh, pick threes. This is so hard. I hate this. Or this is actually really you're picking one. But like whoever set up what is in what it's choose your quarantine house. Yeah. These are set up so perfect. So, all right, let's alternate. I'll name off the odds. You name off the evens. Okay. House one, Coca-Cola, the Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme, McDonald's French Fries, Double Stuff Oreos, and All-You-Can-Eat Sushi. Boy, number two, Dunkin' Iced Coffee, Burger King Whopper, Cool Ranch Doritos, Cinnabon Classic Rolls, and New York Bagels. We're doing Jeopardy categories. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> House three. I had to look up what this first thing is because I legit had never heard of it before. Yes. Pamplemousse LaCroix. It's Pamplemousse. Pamplemousse. Then why is it an A and not an O? Because it's French. Ugh. All right. <laughs> fine. Popeye's biscuits. Chipotle chips and guac. Krispy Kreme donuts and homemade chocolate chip cookies. This is so hard. This is like causing me true anxiety. House four, Starbucks pumpkin spice latte, in and out animal style. That's a burger if you're, if you're not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Olive Garden breadsticks, Ben and Jerry's half baked, and then the final cheese, just lots of cheese. I hope to God whoever wrote this up listens to the podcast because if they don't, they should. Yeah, we got to find them. Our this guy Rush great. Schneider, of course, shares it with us. He is like our he should he's like our honorary producer. He finds us the stuff to talk about and yep. we talk about it. Thanks, Russ. Seriously. He is the real MVP. He is. All right, House Five. Black Cherry White Claw, KFC Mac and Cheese, Domino's Cheesy Bread, Thin Mint Girl Scout Cookies, and Unlimited Bacon. Whew, that's a game changer. Man, there's so many tempting things in here. All right, House Six. Cool Blue Gatorade, Chick-fil-A Nuggets, IHOP Buttermilk Pancakes, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and Chicago Deep Dish Pizza. All right, so these are our six houses. All right, so on this one, I think the easiest one to get rid of is house four. Yeah, the pumpkin spice latte, the In-N-Out Burger, Olive Garden, Ben & Jerry's, and cheese. I can do that. Yeah, like I, I love the bottom three, but the first two, eh, yeah, just, just get out of here. Um, let's see. The house six I was able to get rid of. Well, there's peanut butter in there, so you're out. Yeah, but the other the other the the Chick-fil-A nuggets, the buttermilk pancakes, and the deep dish pizza are really good. If the drink was better, maybe I would consider it. I don't know. I've always been I'm really simple with my Gatorade. Just give me the the yellow. Give me lemon lime. I like lemon, lime, or orange. Those are the two I love. That's it. And then for me, I can get rid of house two because I don't like coffee. For yeah. people that like coffee, that one's much harder to get rid of. So, okay, fine there. So I'm left with one. I'm left with the odds. I'm left with one, three, and five. The thing about house three, besides not knowing what that Pomple Moose LaCroix was, is I've had a version of LaCroix and it was awful. And there's no meat. Yeah, that's tough. 
that's tough. So even though I love Popeye's biscuits, I love Krispy Kreme and, and homemade chocolate chip right. cookies. I mean, come on. Might be the best thing on the list. Yeah, I'm going to eliminate that one. So I'm between one and five, and I'm not a sushi guy. Right. The other four are great, but I just don't like sushi. So that would be lost on me. So I'm going to go with House 5. I get the White Claw, so I have booze. You got the I best get... of the White Claws, too, by the way. Exactly. White Cherry is the best one. Yes. You, you get a dessert in the Thin Mints. You get the cheesy bread. I get two varieties of cheese, which I'm here for. I get meat with bacon that I could also break up and put into the mac and cheese when I want to at certain points in time. That's a that's a, a gangster move that I can do. Maybe I've been watching way too much Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, so I just use gangster move. But And it might be on right in front of me right now. That's just a possibility. I could be making that up. Well, Rick just know. has that show on a loop at all times. The last two days, pretty much. <laughs> uh, all right, so you're going with House 5? Yep. All right. That, to me, is it's hard for me to disagree with you. But here's why I'm choosing House 2. Okay, I've got every category handled here. I've got my iced coffee for my caffeine. I've got the Whopper giving me the junk food meat supply that I desire on a daily basis. I feel like a Whopper, even though I I eliminated it in the first thing we did, I feel like a Whopper is a very solid burger. It tastes like a burger. It tastes like a grilled burger. It's got good cheese. It's filling. So I could have multiple Whoppers a day if I had to. Cool Ranch Doritos, to me, are my favorite munchable snack, okay? Cinnabon Classic Rolls, find me a better dessert than that. Like, the only reason I don't eat it more often is because even I have a line. <laughs> so that, that's, a good, that's a good thing about the Cinnabon. And then New York Bagels, that gives you a good variety. You could do an everything bagel. You could do a raisin bagel. You could do jalapeno. You could do a lot of things with bagels true so for me that's a really versatile it's like you know sometimes you go for the high ceiling draft this is the safe draft i know Mm -hmm. that i'm gonna have a pretty good team with these five menu items i'm gonna have a good variety in there so for that i'm choosing house two but for me house five because of unlimited bacon and thin mints alone that those two alone were enough for house five to make a run for me i can take or leave the other stuff but those yeah. two made it a very solid contender at the end. All, I see. If I was to try and guess, I was when I saw these, I tried to guess what you would have picked. I thought you would go house one, but I forgot your feeling on sushi. I like sushi, but very limited, very basic sushi. Okay. So that that would be like I, I really I think it's called, and maybe I'm wrong, and I'm sure someone will correct me. I think it's sashimi, which is just shrimp, just fish on rice. That's okay. what I like. I don't like any of the other eel skin and seaweed. And no, I don't. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like the taste of seaweed. And I know that's in a lot of uh, sushi. So yeah, that's a really solid list on House One. But I think House Two is a really, really safe bet for me. By the way, right. speaking of double stuff Oreos on List One, yes, I tweeted out a photo or a video actually, shopping for my parents in Mariano's this week. My wife, my my aunt made masks for us, and I couldn't put on my fat head, so I had a bandana in the car, and I put that on. But it was so hard to shop in that because I'm constantly adjusting it. I'm breathing, and it's like fogging up my glasses. It was an awful experience. I was in Mariano's for two hours, Jeez. but it became worth it when I discovered double stuffed E L fudge. 
Oh, you didn't know those existed? No. Dude, that's the only way I get EL fudge. I would think a friend would mention that. I thought it was just assumed. <laughs> By the way, I just I just got a mask and I just sent you the picture. I texted it to you. My chins don't fit in the mask. <laughs> you look like Bane. <laughs> <laughs> where's my where's my chalupa? Yeah, if Bane ate half the people down in the pit, well, yes, you, that's what Bane would look like. I will say, though, you are going to be safe as hell in that thing. That's like a military-grade... Seriously? Yeah, you're in good shape. You are not getting the, the COVID. Yeah, that is a hard plastic mask. Yeah. And, and like, they gave us, like, replacement filters and stuff in Where'd that you get thing. get those? Um, one of my mom's... The lady my mom works for, like, I think one of her friends, like, actually made them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she gave us like it's like the the whole like N95 kit and all this stuff, and here's the replacements, and here's how you do the replacement, here's how often you should do it, all this stuff in like a in like a, a like one of those giant plastic bags, the Ziploc bags. That's great. You guys are covered, man. Yeah, yeah, that thing's. I mean, you know, people looked at me weird because like they're used to seeing relatively normal looking masks, and then they see me walk out of the elevator with that thing, and my my beard is in a very awkward <laughs> stage right now, where it's like it, it hasn't flopped yet; it's still sticking out, and it looks very odd. But this is the probably the longest I've ever gone. You'll get without that. shaving. By the way, because I did scold you for the double stuffed uh, yellow fudge. I have to explain to people, if they've not seen this or if they've passed it up, with a double stuffed Oreo, it's just more cream. Yeah. But on a double stuffed EL fudge, it's almost like there's three individual, like, plops of chocolate. chocolate. Yes. I I could tell there was special care taken to make this a special item. It's like they made them differently. They are so damn good. Oh, my God. Okay. So, quick fat fat fashion before we... Take the time out and we get to our ask a fact questions. When I would drive in, there were times where I would wake up a little early. When this is when I lived in Geneva, I would go to Meyer and I would possibly, I can't confirm or deny the fact that maybe a few mornings I would get a thing of beef jerky, a thing of the double stuffed EL fudge, and a bottle of water because, you know, I got to keep it healthy. Yeah, well, it's healthy. You got to hydrate. Right. And there's a decent chance that on most of those occasions, most, if not all of that was gone by the time I got to work. In your defense, the EL fudge canister Mm -hmm. looks like a lot of cookies, but it's probably 20. Yeah. And I'm not saying that eating 20 cookies in a sitting is a good thing to do, (laughs) but (laughs) downing an entire container of EL fudge is something that most people could do. Most mm-hmm. people wouldn't, but most people could. So yeah. before you judge Rick, I can down a side of EL fudge without blinking an eye. Because they're they're not big, but they're thick, so they take up a lot of space. Like me and Rick. It's true. Yeah. All right, so we want to know what your answers are to those pick threes. Give us your answers at I'm Fat Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod. I'm fatpod at gmail.com. And coming up next are your Ask a Fat questions. 
The best in internet and entertainment is here, and it's all powered by Xfinity for one unbelievable value. Introducing breakthrough Wi-Fi speed, now faster than a gig. That's enough to handle every device in the house and then some. And with X1, you get access to live TV and top streaming apps. Upgrade today with Xfinity. Check out our internet and TV offers. And now through March 15th, ask how to get a free upgrade to gig speed for a year. Now 20% faster. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Gig offer limited to standard plus more with two-year agreement and compatible X5 gateway. What you doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system. In the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealer. See dealer for details. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. All right. First ask a fat question comes from Robert. He asks, and it works well because we just talked about Taco Bell. Does the Baja sauce on the cheesy gordita crunch break the mayo rules for Rick? The answer is yes. Really? One of the very few things. Because I didn't think twice about it when I just had one the first time. And I was like, okay, the sauce, I wasn't the biggest fan of the sauce at first. And it's probably because of the mayo part of it. But then when I tried one without it and just like going regular sauce, I was like, you know, it's not quite the same. So I actually let it go. There are only two instances where I have an exception to the mayo rule. That is one. And the potato salad from fatties and DeKalb is the other. I have two as well. Number one, I will put mayo on the bread when I'm making a grilled cheese instead of butter because it cooks Mm -hmm. up better. And the Portillo's chocolate cake is made with mayo. And I'll eat that. And I will say, Rick, the other day when I was making myself a grilled cheese I looked at the knife that had mayo on it. I said, how bad can it be? Right? Mm -hmm. So I put a little bit on my pinky and tasted it, and I didn't die. It actually wasn't that bad. But I've gone this far. I've gone 42 years without mayo. I'm already 250 pounds. I don't need to add mayo to my resume now, too. (laughs) That's fair. Oh, and if you want to have mayo ruined for you forever, just watch the video of the woman doing a mayo eating contest thing. Like I think it was for a world record mm. and she's just, it, it's so disturbing to watch anybody just shoveling mayo into their mouth out of a tub. Yeah. I will say that the sound mayo makes oh, is disgusting. Really, really gross. The perfect example of that. And everybody who listens to the podcast can drink is when it's on the knife out of the out of the ramkin an undercover brother and it is put on an undercover brother's sandwich yes that is that is an accurate sound all right next question comes to us from ryan dank on the i'm fat podcast facebook page facebook.com slash i'm fat pod how much pizza is too much pizza now the obvious answer would be for me to rick and say there is no limit true i say when you are physically in pain it's time to stop or I maybe guess. just two more pieces. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I call working through it. Have you ever been to the point where you're like, I'm so full, but I love the taste of this so much, I'm just going to eat more because the taste is better than the pain hurts me? Absolutely. Yeah, all the time. 
all the time. Maybe I the time have time. been there. And actually, the proper answer comes from everybody's friend and best mean girl, Katie Heron from Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. The limit does not exist. Agreed. <laughs> all right. Another similar type question. This is from Dan, who wants to know how many Dunkin' Donuts munchkins are too many for one sitting? This falls in my EL fudge category where I could down a whole thing of munchkins without blinking. Yes. I mean, I'll be blind afterwards, but I could say, honestly, like if we're talking about just being full, see, we have to qualify these. Like, is it until I feel unhealthy or is it until I just can't eat anymore? I don't know where that line is. I could have 15, 20 munchkins without blinking an eye. And I'm not saying I do. Because I try to pace myself when I'm eating donuts, because mm-hmm. I would like to live beyond 45. But, like, eating a munchkin is like nothing. It's like taking a breath. There's no impact to my hunger one way or the other when I eat those. You want the brutal, brutally honest answer? Yes, always. When we, Until we feel self-conscious, which <laughs> depends on the setting we're in. If it's at work, I might have a few. If it's myself and Colleen, I'll have a few more than that. If it's just me... All bets are off. Yes, that is the danger of being a fat. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question. Is it my turn or your turn? My your turn. turn. Uh, this comes via the I'm Fat Podcast email, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. This comes from Evan. He says, I'm listening to the podcast. And uh, before I inevitably forget, I wanted to pass along a cookbook recommendation for Rick. It's called How to Cook Everything The Basics. The author is Mark Bittman. And what I like what he says here. Uh, it's think of it as the anti Shane Reardon slash Dan Bernstein cookbook. It's something that is very accessible. He also nice. wanted to uh, say something nice to you here, Rick. He says on a more serious note, I want to thank you, Rick, for your years of work you put into this core, whether it was keeping us up to date on the goings on of the NBA or using your talents to create an awesome intro for the guest or host. I've always appreciated what you brought to the station. I'm thrilled that you are both keeping the podcast alive and jolly, thank you, going forward. I also hope to listen to many more episodes of Basketball Camp from a former fat and now normie, Evan Phillips. You'll be back, Evan. You'll be fat again, mark my words. God, if we are doing our jobs on this podcast, you will be fat once again. By the way, Rick, and thank you. I, I too have a recommendation for you. Okay. Um, stumbled upon this on Netflix. I bought Hope this book. It's called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. It's a it's a book about cooking, but it's not a cookbook. Okay. There's a Netflix series about it. And the theory is that those are the four elements of every food. There's it's either salty, it's fattening, there's acid or there's heat. And there's I think there's four episodes on Netflix and she explores every element of and sort of the history of using these items in food. It could really give you like I think a good jumping off point for understanding how cooking works. I would recommend to you because I'm fat like you, mm-hmm. the fat episode is incredible. Just talking Ooh. about like how, you know, how bacon is made and like, oh, it's so great. If you can handle watching like a, a pig get sawed in half. Okay. Because there is some pretty, it's a, it's not like a, a live pig, but there is some pretty graphic butchering. So I will give a warning to people who might be sensitive to that. But otherwise, just a really cool and informative show. It's kind of like uh, Bourdain's show. Mm-hmm. Or like David Chang's Ugly Delicious, which I also think you would love, Rick. Yeah. But it's more of like a history of just the food and not so much the region. Like Bourdain will do, here's the history of Cuba, and also here's their food. The This salt, fat, acid, heat is all about the food. 
So it's. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's great. Okay, cool. Yep. yep I yep. will report back next week because Lord knows I've got time on my hands. <laughs> James wants to know, what's the furthest you've driven for takeout? He said he's contemplating making an hour and a half round trip drive for Fry the Coop. That's a good question. I'm trying to think. I know my brother-in-law drove from Darien to DeKalb for the beer nuggets. I know that nice. happened. I have the answer. Okay. Okay. For two years of my life, my family lived in Roanoke, Virginia. When I was in kindergarten and first grade, my dad got transferred there. We lived there for a couple of years and we moved back to Oakland, where I started my life, I guess you'd say. But my mom discovered Chick-fil-A there and loved Chick-fil-A. And had like the only time she'd ever have it is if we would go on vacation, which was rare, but she loved it. So before I came to Chicago, which is probably what, like, I'd say like Not right around 10, 10 years ago, probably. Yeah, I remember give we, or take. we took Addie to the grand opening of the first one in the area. And she was still like in a she was still a baby. So, yeah, it was right about 10 years ago. But before that, me and Hope drove to Racine, Wisconsin, which was the closest Chick-fil-A to us at the time. Called the manager, said, here's what we want to do. We want to bring home a tray of like 100 of the little nuggets how do you recommend, like, do you half cook them? Do we cook them at home? He gave us the precise way to make them at home, and they were, like, eating them at the restaurant. It was the greatest gift I ever gave my mom, and I will never duplicate it. But that's your answer. I drove from Oaklawn, Illinois, to Racine, Wisconsin, for Chick-fil-A nuggets. That's good. See, mine is is similar to the first example you gave, where I lived in Geneva, and this is not one that I did once, that I did more times than I'd like to admit. When I would have a day off, there were times where I was really craving cheese nuggets from Pizza Pros. So I would drive from Geneva about halfway there. I would call, place the order, and by the time I got there, the cheese nuggets would be ready. And by the time I got home, the cheese nuggets would be gone, and I would dispose of the evidence. They would be but a memory. Yes. Uh, I got two in a row because the first one's really a PSA. This one from Sam. He says, this now exists on the McDonald's app, 40 Chicken McNuggets for $9.99 done easy peasy yeah i could do that no problem i had no idea that happened yeah so that's the thing uh and then got one from rick he says you mentioned gulliver's on the most recent i'm fat podcast rick i was telling you about gulliver's yeah gulliver's was started by bert katz bert also started pequods and finally bert's place he was a pizza god here's more information than you'll ever need to know rick i'll forward you this story but i was correct gulliver's is indeed related to pequods pizza and it's maybe, what, 10, 15 minutes from your place? Yeah, that's that's going to be a must now. Yeah, you've got to try it. You'll love it. I wonder if they're still open. I had a, a really bad discovery for the first time during this. My wife and I had a huge craving for Joy Yee. There's a ton of them in the Chicagoland area, but the one close to us is in Tinley Park. We had our order all set. We were craving it, and they're closed until May 1st. I was so upset. Oh. So upset that I called Los Angeles and went and picked up a pizza and a beef sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So actually, kind of on a related note, uh, this is from Brian, who wants to know, what do you do to celebrate your birthday food wise? Do you always go to one restaurant or is it just whatever you have a taste for at the time? It's probably a rotation of Los Angeles pizza or somewhere, whichever wing place I'm craving. Those Mm -hmm. are it's almost always one of those two. 
Yeah, for me, see, I have to work in concert with Colleen because her birthday is th- is the day before mine. So, like as an example, I'm going through this thought process right now because Colleen's birthday is Monday, my birthday is Tuesday. Oh, happy birthday, so, Rick! Thank you. So now, this news about Gulliver's may change my choice. Yeah, I I was debating just going, you know, like traditional something. Normally, what I'll do. One of us will want to go to like Cheesecake Factory or something like that. Cause we'll honestly, we normally get a gift card for there anyway. Mm-hmm. So one of the days we'll go to Cheesecake Factory and the other one will, will we normally get like deep dish of some variety. So maybe we stick on that, just obviously doing everything takeout. But uh, that is a very interesting twist to add to this and i may very well do that as my birthday pizza yeah you will not be disappointed you do like pequods right oh yeah yeah it's not the same it's close but it's not this i would say it's like somewhere between it's like a pequods and lose hybrid which i know you're in so i think mm-hmm. I, I look forward to your review of that next week yes all right i think it's your question yes uh this one from brian he says are there illegal gravies bridges you won't cross once a year i'm forced to eat mushroom gravy because it's part of a Mm. uh holiday uh family tradition sure and it's not terrible but you just can't stop farting for like a week (laughs) um and they're all bad and just everyone's (laughs) doing it it's like well it's part of christmas we're all gonna fart um so that's i would never do it any other time but any sort of gravy from an animal i'm in it's part of christmas we're all gonna fart. Jay Zawaski, Michael Scott. Yes, it's a holiday <laughs> tradition, unlike any other. <laughs> I have not found a gravy that I am a hundred percent out on, but I have never been presented with a mushroom gravy. If I was, that would be a bridge too far for me. Yeah, I, not, I don't. Not a big mushroom guy. I'm sure there's gravies we're unaware of. So sure. if someone wants to hit us up, I'm fatpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter at I'm fatpod or on the Facebook, facebook.com slash I'm fatpod. Let us know. But as, as far as my gravy knowledge goes, I can't imagine anything being totally off the list. All right. This uh, this next question is troubling that it was asked. I know it was asked by a normie, but that does not excuse this question asked by score producer sean anderson who wants to know who has the best fast food lettuce i think there's an answer to this i don't like lettuce on hot food because it gets soggy it gets wilty it Mm -hmm. really sir there there really is no nutritional purpose to lettuce anyway if you're gonna put spinach on a burger fine but don't shame me for not putting lettuce on a burger it's there's nothing it's like water but taco bell's lettuce has the ability to stay cold and stay crispy. So I will say Taco Bell lettuce. I think that's fair. If if I have to, you know, acknowledge this question, then I guess I will agree and say Taco Bell lettuce. I like the fact that it's clearly like basically the last thing they put on there. So I'm sure that's part of the reason they're able to do it. It's more of a process-based thing. But yes, I would say that's easily the best use of lettuce and the best lettuce in fast food then we're agreed uh next one comes from mark allen fishman he is the guy who designed our brand new logo you can find his work at unshaven comics he designed our logo very very good he always has good questions too he says has there ever been a limited edition candy 
that you honestly like more than the Prime version. Examples include peanut butter or cookies and cream Twix, Kit Kat Dark, Mint Three Musketeers, or Bacon Cheeseburger M&M's. That's not a thing. (laughs) 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 That's why I don't read ahead, because I get the surprises. That's a really good question. Yes, it is. Is there a limited edition candy? Man, I'm trying to think. Some of the limited edition candies then become regular candies like remember when like wildberry skittles was just kind of a it was a limited edition thing and then now it's just a thing yeah see that was my my first thought on this was uh cookies and cream hershey's hershey's yes but that's the same thing is it it was limited edition then people loved it and it became a a full-time item so a more recent example would be the starburst fave reds oh the fave reds that's all you need yeah, I mean, I would say th- I would take those over the regular pack of Starburst, but sometimes I'm in a mood to have the regular pack of Starburst, though. Yeah, I like the orange Starburst. I think that's underrated. I think though, I think I'm, I think I'm in the minority that I think the yellow is underrated. The lemons, I don't, I don't hate it either. It's the last one I eat, but I don't hate it either. I will say though, Mark, that the cookies and cream Twix, kind of, kind of disappointing. I thought it would I be haven't a lot even better. bothered. I'm not interested. Yeah, I I usually like cookies and cream. It's like if I'm going to an ice cream place, I don't know. That's usually my go-to ice cream. Yep. But I tried it. I was really excited for it, and I was just kind of it's kind of underwhelmed about it. Yeah. So I guess if we're saying ones that are still considered limited edition, I don't think there is that I can think of offhand. Yeah. But fave red Starbursts are probably the closest from that used to be limited edition that are now full time. And I'm going to say the same for um, cookies and cream Hershey's. That's my answer. All right. This is from not Hawk Harrelson on Twitter. What is the best hostess pie flavor? Hostess. Pie. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. Um, apple. Yeah. You don't have to overthink it. No. The cherry is really good. It is. I th- I think that I think it's those two, and then there's a drop when you get to like the the strawberry or the pineapple or anything like that. But no, I think those are the top two, and then there's a pretty significant drop off. When I was in college, speaking of hostess pies, um, one of the first uh, female friends I made at school was like, "Was her name Hostess Pie?" I'm not giving her name out because I'm still friendly with her, and some people know her. Uh, she said to me and my buddy. This is the guy who dropped the fish sandwich in the toilet. Same guy. Um, <laughs> she's like, man, I'm craving a hostess pie. She's like, if you guys go get me a hostess pie from the den, you come back and I will have no shirt on. And <laughs> it was what? like, yeah. So we like, you know, we're 19 to 20 years old, like humping walls all the time. And we came back with the pie and she was fully clothed. I think she was more clothed than ever. And she was just doing it to piss us off. Not piss us off, but. Just to laugh yeah, at us. You off. But she got her she got her hostess pie, so good for her. Yeah, right. It worked. Uh another a little update here. This is not really a question, so I'll do two in a row again. Lincoln says, I'm not a normie, far from it. Am I the only one who had no idea about Gold Bond? Never used it, never heard of it before what? this podcast. Sir, what is wrong with you? Where have you been? I mean, I guess you can't get mad at somebody for not knowing something exists. Sure, but I mean, what kind of bad family and awful friends do you have to have never told you about Gold Bond? Yeah, that's well, now you know. I'm glad we could provide that service to your groin. 
All right, so the next question. Remember last week we had an email from uh, a man we thought was a woman or whatever it was? It was yes. Craig. It's actually Kelly, even though the email comes from Craig. She says, trying this again. I'm not Craig. I'm Kelly. Here's my question. Will you both go back into restaurants as soon as the safe at home guidelines are loosened? What criteria will you be looking for? Give a girl some guidance. That's a good question. Yeah, it is. And I saw it ahead of time. Um, so my thought was... First of all, I need clearance from local government, doctors, scientists, experts, WHO, all those places, right? Mm-hmm. Then I also need to see the behavior of the people in said restaurant. Yes. Right? Like, so that matters to me. Like, it might be tough for me to go into, like, a, like a Greasy Spoon Diner, which I love. <laughs> yes. That'd probably be, like, the last kind of place I'll go to because it's always big groups of people from varying families it's a fast turnaround so i don't think things get cleaned as much and that never bothers me like i don't care if i have a spoon with some food i'll scrape it off and use it i don't care but like as for now i think that would be sort of the last place i go and i will say like locally owned family places always sort of take pride in keeping a clean shop and you know making sure they do the little things so because it matters so much to keep a business going So I think Mm -hmm. those will be the first places I go back to where I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down, eat this without any fear. I feel like that'll be kind of be the first places. And of course, like McDonald's and places like that that have like a by the book sterilization process that they do every day. Because the last thing they need is everyone getting salmonella or whatever. I think those will be like the first two. So like smaller family owned places and then like big chain kind of places. Agreed. Here's an an example. Um, So... Colleen and I were over at actually her grandparents' place doing laundry because, you know, just like it's it's a place that's vacant for the moment because her grandparents just moved. So, and Lord knows you can't sell anything right now housewise. Oh, yeah, no way. So the place is vacant. So we went over there to do laundry for free. Well, there's not a whole lot of food right there. So I, I ordered Jersey Mike's and went to pick it up. One thing that I thought was cool that they did is they have their floor taped off in a grid. So there's each point is where you can stand so that everybody is the proper amount away from each other. So that's something that I appreciate they're doing while people are allowed to go in and still get their sandwiches made the right way. Or even if you just come in for a pickup order, they have it squared off so that everybody knows where they can stand while still being safe. That's a great idea. And a lot of uh, grocery stores have done kind of the same thing, like at the deli counter. Stand mm-hmm. here, stand here, stand here. Don't cross this line. Most of the time, people respect it. Some people just truly do not care about anyone but themselves, or they're just completely unaware of it. That's what got like that's what struck me today. Today, I went to uh, a liquor store, and I put on a mask, went in, and there were just people in there like nothing was going on. And look, if you don't believe what's happening is happening, fine. Like I'm done arguing with you, but like. Be aware that people around you are really concerned and really nervous and don't want to be out in stores if they don't have mm-hmm. to be. So at least, like, do them the service of respecting their fears and, and keep your distance. That's all I'll say. If you don't believe in it, fine, but don't punish those that do. You know, like, try to be respectful of that. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, we did uh, a grocery order through Target and just did the pickup where I didn't know the way they've done it because the first time we did it, uh, Colleen went by herself to go pick up the food. They have the drive up spots and 
I don't know if it's something in the app, like you have to hit, Hey, I'm here or whatever. And after you get the notification that all your stuff is ready, the people bring it right out and just load it right into your truck, into your car for you. No touch needed, nothing. So I I'm assuming most places are working similarly, but props to the process of what everybody's doing to make sure everybody stays safe and still gets all their stuff. Yeah, that's great. I, I don't know if I mentioned that when my, um, microwave broke last week we went to best buy place the order online dude brought it out put it in our car he had gloves on a mask on easy in and out no problem so everyone's doing a really good job of uh i think coping with this and sort of like look they know they got to keep their businesses alive right so they've got to adapt and the workers are always friendly they're always happy so not that i, I feel like i'm on my soapbox a lot this show but remember like delivery people and people who are still working in grocery stores they're 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 literally putting their health and their lives on the line so have a little patience have a little grace with those people because they're scared they don't want to be there they're there because they have to be so you know next time your your bagger is going a little slow cut them some slack and uh, you know I've, I've tried to say thank you to people when i think of it and it seems to go a really long way just those people to hear it so all right should we do one more here because i know we're running a little long i got well i got one guy here carl who yeah this is quick he says uh I, I'm a fat that used to believe in the powers of gold bond until my brother, also fat, taught me a fat hack. Good aerosol and a perspirant deodorant works way better than gold bond. Just lift your sack and give yourself a good spray down there and it keeps you dry and daisy fresh. I'm sure it works. I understand that spraying your junk with deodorant works. I yeah. get that. But I don't think it's recommended. And I like the cool tingly feeling of deep of gold bond it's lovely right well i've had friends more of the female variety tell me that they just go straight regular like roll-on deodorant down there <laughs> well i hope you have a separate a separate uh, deodorant dispenser seriously Ugh. i would hope but uh no judging they just said hey just get a second deodorant and use that one for your cracks all right, so I'll stick it to one more here. Uh, what is the, this is from Bob, which restaurant do you miss most uh, being able to sit down and eat in during our imposed shelter in place? So wh which place do you find yourself missing the most? I have been trying subtly and sometimes not so subtly to convince Colleen that we need to get Fry the Coop. We have not as of yet, partially because of just the way their bags are, that it's not completely sealed or anything like that. So first I tried to, con to convince her that we need to do this Uber Eats style and get it brought here. Then I have said, you know what? I will go pick it up myself because I really, really want I really want some fry the coop. So with my birthday on Tuesday, that's probably going to be lunch on Tuesday. Spoiler alert. Uh, That's I will probably what my lunch is going to be. I will say this in full disclosure, Fry the Coop is a sponsor of my Madhouse podcast, but this is the God's honest truth, and I've been a fan of Fry the Coop long before they were part of the podcast. They've done a great job. I've been there twice um, over the pandemic, and uh, they take extreme precaution. I know the Oaklawn location has built a takeout window. They literally had a window company come in and build a takeout window for people so they didn't have to go in. That's how committed oh, wow. Fry the Coop is to keeping people safe. They literally called a construction company were like, build this for us. We need it so we can stay open. The other thing is Fry the Coop is taking every order you make. They're taking donations, 
and that whatever you donate, they will match in food donations for people working on the front lines. I did a hot mic last week, raised two hundred and eighty-five dollars for oh, awesome. uh, for the crew at Christ Hospital, which my cousin cousin Krista is uh, in charge of. They're getting five hundred dollars worth of fry the coop coming next Saturday. So uh, they're doing a great job. Now, this is not an ad. It is a God's honest from the heart. I love Fry the Coop. I love what they do, and they are kicking ass as far as it goes with consumer safety. They're doing a great job, and, of course, the great charitable stuff they're doing too. Because if I have to watch one more Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives and see dry rubs on whether it's brisket or pork butt or whatever the hell it is, and I don't get to have my chicken with the dry rub, I am going to lose my shit. Just get, you should just get like a thing of dry rub and just eat it with a spoon. Oh, we have the, uh, so my janky version has been, we have the, what is it like the Tyson chicken crispers or whatever it is. Yeah. And the only thing I have close to it is I used, so we've been like reusing dishes throughout the, throughout the day. Like, okay, this is just going to be my cup unless it's something that's totally gross to mix, have any sort of possible mix, but like. I had a bowl that I had fries in. So we made some fries and we have the red Robin um, you know, oh, like fry stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. Oh. So then there was some of that in the bottom of the thing. And I tried Then when I had the chicken, I had that in there. And then I was just like, oh, this is some of the red Robin stuff. Oh, this is still really good on the chicken. So then I put more in so that it'd be on top of the chicken as well. So that's about as close as I've gotten so far. That's amazing. That is genius. That's brilliant. You're doing God's work. But your birthday's Tuesday. Get what you want. Go to Fry the Coop. You're goddamn right. I, I promise will. you won't die. Well, I can't promise that. I mean, you will, but not from that. I'll die from happiness. Exactly. Who could? Who would be upset with that? We appreciate all the questions. Great questions this week from everybody. Keep sending them in at I'm Fat Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod. I'm fatpod at gmail.com. Remember, we're doing these weekly now, so keep those questions coming. We all have time to think about the questions right now, so you might as well just send them over to us. And I guess until next week, he is Jay, I am Rick, and this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side, looking just so good. Mm-mm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's.